Remember, you can support this podcast directly by visiting patreon.com slash capfsports. Also, join in the conversation by hitting us up on the Cap F Sports hotline at 847-665-9238. This is sports. 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 With a capital F. This is sports with a capital F. This is sports. This is sports with a capital F. 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 Generals, welcome to the Sports with a Capital F podcast. I am Graham. He is Flea. Happy holidays. How you doing, sir? Well, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It is the holidays. Unfortunately, I'm in this crap hole of Arizona. Where it's not very celebrated here, so yeah, I think everyone does their best to celebrate the high holy day as best they can. I think here at the Sports with a Capital F podcast, though, our best way to pay homage to this most holiest of days is to discuss the use of cannabis and cannabis derivatives in professional sports, amateur sports. You know, uh, maybe dispel some of the weird uh, myths and antiquated. Uh, thought processes that govern the way a lot of these leagues see those things well well, for starters i think if you're going to mention uh marijuana but we'll just call it weed because that's what the kids are calling it uh if you mention those kids uh if you mention weed you got to mention michael phelps a general salute to that guy he's won mad gold medals and he's a known pothead right Uh, and it's interesting it's gonna. It's sort of a common thread too between those stories of like athletes who have like used marijuana or used marijuana derivatives, not in in no way as a performance enhancer, but maybe as a way to deal with stress or deal with uh, pain or to deal with depression or to deal with any of the things that may come along with the like high octane world of professional sports. I would argue though too that. The successes are a great many, uh, but obviously there's always the story of Ricky Williams, right? Where? Yes. Well, but I mean, but do you think weed is really a beneficial tool to performing during a game? I wouldn't think I wouldn't think that those things would be beneficial for an athlete during the game necessarily. Maybe I mean I can't say for sure, but I know that. It, it would it's clearly not detrimental to the training process or to the or to one's ability to become a professional athlete i don't think that like obviously if you look at someone like you know let's say josh gordon the receiver for the browns like he never had a, a problem producing on the field despite the fact that he was clearly using cannabis at a rate at which he couldn't pass you know drug tests that he knew were coming no, I know exactly. I mean, but it's a ba- it's a banned substance for the league, though, right? So, right, even though it's in some it's ways, funny, though. go ahead. Uh, I, as funny as as um, I was watching this Vice documentary, and it was about weed and professional athletes, and this guy for the Ravens who was a weed enthusiast or a weed you know advocate, and it was for concussions. And a lot of these players who get concussions, weed is a, like a known thing. That's a good good thing for people get concussions and for brain trauma or whatever so but he got he also got 
you know, lost his job with the Ravens as well for doing that. So right, and that's sort of bringing. I forgot his name. Yeah, and that well, that kind of thing though, if you look at someone like Josh Gordon or anyone else, that kind of thing leads me back around to Ricky Williams, and I think that I think Ricky Williams is a good. Uh, sort of barometer, sort of a microcosm of the NFL's inability to deal with this like rational adult in that Ricky Williams was derailed by the fact that they were telling him you can't use marijuana, right? Not Correct. using marijuana had nothing to do with Ricky Williams' ability to be amazing. Amazing. Ricky Williams was phenomenal early in his career. And it was the fact that he couldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't stop using marijuana. And it's, yeah. and it's easy. That's one of the most antiquated things that comes along with this, especially in the NFL, is that the NFL has a certain amount of people in its fan base who say, Oh, well, if you can't, you know, don't smoke weed. They tell you don't smoke weed, don't smoke weed. But Ricky Williams is amazing, and he's making a tiny fraction of the money that he's bringing into the league, and the league is still not only testing for marijuana use, but also making the results of those tests public in an effort to shame players for doing something that, like you said, is good for concussions. Players players can use it to avoid using pain pills right. and powerful opioids, right? And, you know, Matt Lee right, well, got caught with a bathrobe full of pills. like. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, I mean, let me just say one thing. So you saw that video of uh, Odell Beckham smoking a blunt with the girl supposedly doing blow next to him? Sort of, I mean, yeah. He was sort of smoking a blunt there. So, so There's no such thing as sort of smoking a blunt. If you holding it, you smoking it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all know that. Or you better be, or you better not be holding it. Um, Who know? I think that was probably the least of the weird things that was going on in that hotel room without Al Beckham Jr. Yeah. in it. Well, but when that when that's what's portrayed to the media is like, yo, this is what people are smoking weed, they're like partying. Then that's what the problem is. Is like you don't you don't see the they're not showing a player who has a concussion like sitting in his bed like smoking weed or taking a pill even you right. know just to for the pain so. It's supposed. I mean, I love weed, and I am all for it. And it's and it's tools. It's not just THC, but CBD as well. So right, but and that's but see, that's my thing though. Why is why is that so strange in our society to where? Excuse me. Odell Beckham Jr. is allegedly smoking a blunt, or is either way. Why does that matter? Because if it was a picture of him on Instagram with two full bottles of hundred proof liquor. Nobody would nobody would bat an eye. They'd be like, oh, he's out on a night on the town having fun. Despite the fact that he's like they're getting together to just drink poison. Like straight poison. Like a poison to society. A poison to your brain. A poison to your body. Like unequivocally something that is poison. And it's totally socially acceptable for a professional athlete. It's, it's socially acceptable for a professional athlete to appear in a beer commercial. No, I mean, when weed's getting there, weed's, weed is getting, realize weed is becoming publicly acceptable and it's almost there, give it five, ten years and these, and that will be a, a bigger part of, actually, I think it'll be bigger than alcohol and alcohol become more of an issue. So You would certainly hope so, because if anything deserves to become an issue, it's alcohol. Now, I don't smoke marijuana. Everybody who knows me knows that. 
but I'm perfectly comfortable sitting here on my podcast holding this glass of beer. Because That's no correct. one would think less of me. I'm here, I'm talking to my friend, I'm drinking beer. Nobody would think less of that. But if I was on here smoking a joint, it could potentially be a huge issue. It would like it could cost me my job, it could cost me my livelihood, it could cost me the respect of my daughter's friend's parents but at some point that's because it's that's just because the act of smoking has been such uh has such a negative stigma to it with the media so I, what, what if you're eating weed edibles i don't think anybody's going to care if you're eating weed gummy bears during your show like i, I, I think would, if i, would I laugh, think if actually. well yeah of course though but me and you are reasonable human adults i'm saying that i'm saying that potentially the backlash could be insane right because I, because I guarantee you nobody would say anything if I was drinking a beer and smoking a cigarette. You know what I mean? Well, let me ask you, how, how are your laws in Georgia? Are they really strict about marijuana in Georgia? I don't know. I don't really have any dealings with marijuana one way or the other. So I'm not really sure what the laws are. As far as it could be legal here, and I wouldn't even know. You know? Oh, I, so well, that's <laughs> pity. <laughs> that's a pity. Because, but no, the laws here are incredibly strict. Incredibly strict, and and it's ridiculous. And I, but I don't want I don't want to get too much into the laws and the societal thing more than I want to talk about athletes and how they're portrayed when they are you know allegedly caught using marijuana, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're they're what's well, I mean? Good. Oh, I mean. There was also a mayor of D.C. who was caught using crack, and he got reelected as well. So. Reelected. <laughs> well, this is America. No one's accusing Americans of not liking drugs. I mean, look at well, look at even just in the microcosm of professional sports. If you suffer a terrible injury, the doctors responsible for your care in that sport generally will pump you full of like very harmful, highly addictive opioid drugs that have claimed addiction on a great many professional athletes and especially amateur athletes. And but if you're if you play in the NFL where you are essentially being battered every day or even apparently in Major League Baseball, you cannot use cannabis products of any kind. Well, didn't you tell me earlier that like in MMA, M- and MMA, they can they can smoke weed. That's your that's what you were saying, right? Oh yeah, before the Is podcast, that, yeah, when we were talking, yeah. yeah. See now, so check that out, right? Like check out check out that reasonable approach. The people who fight in the UFC are drug tested, and I mean drug tested thoroughly. They have, from what I understand, one of the most thorough, transparent performance enhancing drug screening programs ever which is why so many guys get caught and generally when someone becomes like a massive champion something always happens because they're they're not playing around about that but they don't test for marijuana they well i mean in some respects, first off most in, of the fights happen in vegas where marijuana is legal so that's as of now but they never really did well i mean it's I, it's we, we, me and you both agree that it's not a performance enhancing drug. Like no. I don't, I don't smoke weed to go play basketball and drop a triple double. Like I go, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that doesn't happen. Right, that doesn't happen. I barely last. I barely last five points at that point. I get out of the court. Yeah, and at um, what at what point is it more of a just an amazing story? 
that an athlete like Michael Phelps could exist and also sometimes he's high. Well, when does it become not the story that smoking weed's an issue? Like, what does that even matter? Because it's not. It's proven that it's not an issue. So why? Right. What does it matter if he smokes weed? You know, like if it was something like Michael Phelps ate a box of Triscuits before every track meet or swim meet, I would be more impressed. Because the weed, I, hey, the weed is not the problem. No. So I mean, no. Yeah. That's well, not the big he, story. You know what? And to be honest, he would be doing his body a much greater disservice if he did eat a box of Triscuits before every swim meet. You know? Yeah. He would. Well, be, I don't. They, I mean, as long as it's not forty-five minutes before each swim meet, so you get the cramps. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. He would, and even still, he would be like consuming all these carbohydrates and whatever. I'm not sure exactly how far off of the central topic we've gotten but i do think that th- like you said like mma has a very reasonable policy on it they just don't care i mean and that i've i've read it in several places that that's part of the reason why jobs test for marijuana use at work because well you, i would if see you, if, if you were if you work at a job right like in a corporate sector and you have a cocaine problem right eventually it will become super obvious right like eventually it will become very obvious that you have a problem with hard drugs or if you're on heroin you know like it will become very obvious that this thing has taken like you will your time you have for work your time the way you conduct your job you wouldn't be able to do any of that if you had a serious problem with any other drug right but no, I mean I, marijuana. The they have it. to test for it because it stays in your system so long, right? And it, it's basically a way for a job to say you can't enjoy your free time because we control that. Because it's the only well, way I you could s- do it. I can see it as if, say, for instance, J- Josh Brown. He plays for the Browns. And it wasn't Josh the Gordon. NFL that suspends him. Josh Gordon, excuse me, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> He's a nobody. He smokes weed, remember? And those people aren't good. I, that's what um, the NFL says. Yeah, no. But say, for instance, Josh Josh Gordon plays for the Browns. The, the Cleveland Browns organization that he pays for that writes his paychecks. If they drug test him and they decide they need to suspend him for it, cool. Because they pay him. It's his money. It's their player. It's like if you owned if you owned a franchise like a Subway, and I owned a franchise like a Subway, and in Oregon they don't care about weed. I'm not drug testing, but in Arizona, you're like I'm gonna drug test you because this is my Subway, and I want nobody who smokes but weed so in my if Subway. If you were flea in Arizona, would you f- drug test people in Arizona? I mean, are you saying it's okay to have that kind of arbitrary thing, or are you just saying that's how it is? Well, I'm just saying, as far as the whole is like, is the NFL suspending people on a level for using marijuana right. is silly, opposed to on a smaller level, if like the Chicago, like me as a Chicago Bears fan, like, well, first off, I, I would, hey, if those Bears players want to smoke some herbals, I give me a call. Um, <laughs> but if, if if I was a owner of the NFL team, and split, uh, go to Arizona, and split an eighth with Felice game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. I got you. I got you. Just bring your own. It's kind of hard to get it out here. Anyways, um, moving forward. I, if, I, if I owned an NFL franchise where I'm playing people, the franchise, I like a Jerry Jones level, like not at, at a, a Gordell level, whatever his name is, um, 
I wouldn't want my players smoking weed though, because I don't think it's a performance enhancing drug. That's right. that's it. Like, I, I, yeah. So, but that's but not the NFL. You, would you not allow them to smoke marijuana in their free time though, like in recovery time? Like, as hard as those guys work and as the damage they take, do you think you would put a no marijuana use policy on your players? Like, if you're the guy, if you're the Jerry Jones. Are you saying, nah, you guys can't smoke weed? But you can go out to the club and fuck I, strippers and get herpes and drink booze. But Well, I hope I hope that I hope they wouldn't be doing that either. I'd probably be more strict on that, but I, maybe I would, I would hope try to so too, but they're twenty three year old millionaires. Yeah. I would try to incorporate like a medical program, kinda like medical marijuana, you know, like where if you need to use marijuana, like you have a valid reason for. And that is a really like if you have back pains and just, hey, my man, you, I can go to the doctor right now in Arizona and get a permission slip to go buy marijuana. Right. But wouldn't it be OK with you if your players, when they went out to the club, instead of drinking smoked weed, would that not be OK with you? I would. Yeah, I actually would much rather them go out and smoke weed than Absolutely. drink. Absolutely. Right. But see, that's what I'm yep. saying, though. So I wouldn't really restrict them based on medical reasons. Yeah, I don't think that that would get us anywhere. I don't know. I mean, you're paying. I mean, if I'm paying you, uh, what did Kirk Cousins just get? He's getting paid like two hundred million dollars or something like that. You better not be smoking weed. As a matter of fact, you better be at church. Yeah, exactly. If you're Kirk Cousins and it's worked (laughs) out for you like that, please just don't come outside. Like, just do whatever you want inside your giant mansion because you have accomplished. That's money, though. That's why I. I mean, I don't care if you do it. You do it. Right. If you do it. If I had an NFL team, it'd probably be all the potheads in the NFL on my team. But I just, I just felt like at the beginning of this conversation, you had said that you would, uh, you know, prefer that your players not smoke marijuana or use derivatives of cannabis unless it was medically directed. Unless it was and medically directed as far as my team. Now, say I had a guy at my... I'm obviously Jerry Jones. I have sixty billion dollars. Nice. I can have some. Gu- I have some. Gu- I have some guys who can. Something. Hey man, you got some psychological issues. You need to smoke weed. All right, it's cleared. I know it. This is what we're working with, and I have this. Yeah, can that's validity. Even that though, like a lot of people, probably be more effective than anything Jerry Jones ever does. Because in my opinion, the way Cowboys players behave, Jerry Jones just gives them whiskey, and he's like, "Hey, yeah, probably. good luck out there." No, I mean, I've, n- I've never made a fool of myself while smoking marijuana. I've made a fool of myself while drinking alcohol. I'll say that much. So many times. So, so many times. Cons- cons- yeah, you know, that's that's a much more powerful statement than people are willing to accept, right? Even when people who in the privacy of their own homes will be like, yeah, of course, all that is super silly. But they still will be people who are like, Oh, well, Ricky Williams ruined his own chances, right? Like Ricky, Ricky Williams ruined himself, but not really. The rules ruined Ricky Williams. It wasn't like there was... And on top of that... It wasn't like there was a rule against lighting babies on fire and Ricky Williams just couldn't stop lighting babies on fire, right? Hey, Ray Ray, Ray Lewis killed somebody. Uh, Definitely. Well, he was... He was innocent, so I mean, he apparently he somebody. did. 
I I used to say that back when, back in Ray Lewis's heyday. I, whenever I was watching a game and the Ravens were playing, I would always say out loud, like I was one of the announcers. I'd always be like, eh, "Ray Lewis uh, coming out on defense as a middle linebacker. Uh, one time he killed a guy, and that's." <laughs> Ray Lewis on the sack. If you'll remember, one time he stabbed someone to death and got away with it. So let's not be too shocked about his abilities on the field. <laughs> and that, well, How yeah. much could and Ray so, Lewis have benefited from medicinal marijuana? Well, I'm, I'm just saying, do you think if Aaron Hernandez didn't get charged with murder and get out of jail, he'd be back in the NFL quicker than uh, Josh Gordon? Way quicker. Way quicker. Way quicker, right? Way quicker. Way quicker, right? And Josh Gordon so. is a player who has shown a tremendous amount of promise, has balled out every time you give him an opportunity. And literally, the league's only beef with this kid is that he tests positive for marijuana. And people and people say, they're like, well, then don't test positive for marijuana. But I'm like, that in itself is insanely ridiculous. It'd be like yeah. if you went to work and they were like, Hey, are you a Christian? Like, how would you answer that question? Like, what does that have to do with your ability to do your job? Like, hey, on Saturday, two weeks ago, did you happen to have a little bit of pot? <laughs> like, oh, uh, I hope not, because I have now. Now you're going to be able to find out about that. And, like a said, and a bunch of people in this building who drink a half a gallon of whiskey every three days are going to be perfectly accepted by society. It's nuts. Once, once you come to work unable to perform is when I'm going to start drug testing you. I'm not going to raise any questions, but if you are doing your job and you're not, I mean, if you come out there like throwing people across the field, I'm going to suspect you're on steroids, but I'm not going to, if you come to work smelling like booze and falling asleep in practice, I'm probably going to drug test you and then fire you. That's just the way it goes. Right, but I'm not even going to bother testing you for marijuana because there's no because there's no way if you smoke no marijuana, point. that's what the problem is. No, no, that's not. You yeah, know what no, I mean? Like, you're not showing up to practice, falling down on your face and barfing down your shirt because the night before at 930, you smoked a joint and watched uh, Super Troopers and fell asleep. Yeah, no, I agree. You know I, mean? I agree. Hey. It ate a bunch of egg rolls. Like, you just got to get on the elliptical longer. I just think that we have a different way of thinking opposed to these older heads. Like I said, give it 20, 30 years down the line, the NFL probably won't test for that kind of stuff. That's that's just my opinion. It should definitely be there already, considering they have markets in a vast majority of the places where marijuana has either been decriminalized or legalized. Well, they have. Uh, they don't have anything in Portland. Um, uh, Californians don't really like football when you look at it who cares about the Chargers who cares about the Rams the Raiders fans are violent and the 49ers fans are gay so none of these people people really care about and violent because there are also a lot of there's like a weird contingency of 49ers fans that look like Raiders fans just in 49ers jerseys I can't wait for the Raiders to become the Vegas Raiders, so that I can actually be like I, I don't. Yeah, I don't really like California anyway. Just like those colors because there's a baseball team that used to be in Chicago that has those colors. But anyway, listen, very important though. Uh, I did want to mention within all this. I know we've been bashing NFL players quite a bit here. 
for the drug use and being athletes. I'm not bashing them for using weed. Hey, more power to you. It bears said, mentioning, though, it, within the same vein, though, of our inability to effectively test athletes to see if they're high while they're playing, and even if they are, who cares, right? Like, But our inability to accurately test for that one man beat the system. Do you know who Doc Ellis is? He was a baseball Doc pitcher. Ellis? Who is that? Doc, no, El- no. Doc Ellis uh, was a pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates, a starting pitcher, and he did really well. But he played on the same team as uh, Roberto Clemente. Uh, I should have probably prepared myself a little bit better ahead of time. But anyway, he also played in a game where he was – a member of the first all-black starting nine in the early 70s. Like the first the first okay. all-black starting nine players on a, in a, in a Major League Baseball roster was fielded by the Pittsburgh Pirates, and it was in like the early 70s. Then Doc Ellis was a guy who used to wear curlers in his hair in the bullpen, and he'd wear a big afro. <laughs> he's, he's larger than life. There's a fantastic documentary about him on Netflix. But really the thing... And he's, he's a much more multi-layered character than how I'm going to describe him here. But the thing that most people remember him for is that he once pitched a no-hitter high on acid. That's amazing. You really never heard this story before, huh? I have never heard the story, but I feel like I need to go watch this documentary as soon as we get done with this podcast. Yeah, the documentary realistically doesn't... It, it, it's, it, it, the documentary is fantastic. It's a fantastic baseball documentary but just the idea that because I'd heard this story years before the documentary came out and I didn't really understand it and I always and I also always kind of looked at it like hey Doc Ellis is some kind of clown like he's like a guy who used to pitch for a little while and he pitched a no hitter high on acid he's actually a very deep character and his story is definitely worth uh worth checking out i think the documentary is called no no but yeah doc ellis pitched a no hitter high on lsd at one point the catcher had reflective tape on his fingers because he couldn't really see the catcher but he could see how many of those little reflective dots were Uh, (laughs) that's great that's great it's insane, no, and it was an ugly no hitter too. Like he hit a bunch of guys and threw a bunch of rocks. I was going to say, I was gonna say. Right? but he didn't <laughs> give up a hit. hit. Yeah, he didn't give up a hit. He said at one point the ball felt like a beach ball in his hands, and sometimes it <laughs> sometimes it felt like a golf ball. Like he didn't do it on purpose either. He was at a party up the coast. They were playing in California, but he didn't think it was his day to start, so he was up the coast. And then uh, he was, and then they were like, "It's your day to start." So he had to get on a plane and come back. And he had already taken those like weird big barrel six. That's up there. Style, whatever he. I'm gonna was watch on. this because that's pretty amazing. No, it's definitely. But that's baseball though, too. Though you couldn't get away with that in a real sport like <laughs> basketball or anything like that. But, right, you, you say could. basketball, except for the comparative sport is soccer, and you could get away with it in soccer just as well as you could get away with it in baseball. I don't know if you can get away with. I couldn't play soccer on acid because I would probably run off the field. <laughs> well, no human being could p- 
pitch nine innings of baseball on acid, but this dude did it and didn't give up a hit. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty. That's yeah. very amazing. Yeah. No, no doubt. I think this has been a pretty good. Uh, also, I actually in that vein, I did want to mention that today is Bicycle Day, which is the first day that the guy whose name I can't remember. Uh, inadvertently ingested a bunch of LSD after he synthesized it and rode his bike home. And today is the also the first. Oh. The, today as we're recording this, nice. but not as it drops, but today as we're recording and you have your bicycle there. I have my bicycle there. Yes, I do. No, that was... So. I, I wondered if... I didn't know if that was intentional or not, but I did want to point that out. So if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, Nick's bike is in the background. I, it was not intentional. I just had it back here to show that I'm kind of, um, you know, active, active a little <laughs> bit. So, <laughs> yeah. all right. So, do we do a uh, April twentieth special power rankings? Do you think we've done enough damage? We're almost at a half hour. I think we probably. Oh, what's up? Oh, we wanted to say uh, Devin Hester, Matt Forte. Um, that was yes. a Super Bowl, but you didn't quite do it. But congratu- congratulations! <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, as Bears fans, we would definitely like to offer a general salute to Devin Hester and Matt Forte, who signed one-day contracts with the Chicago Bears to retire as forever Chicago Bears. Devin Hester, definitely the most electric player in my lifetime to ever play in the NFL. Matt Forte, probably one of the greatest running backs to play in my lifetime, despite how he was underutilized and the quarterbacks he sat under. You got anything else today there, General? Uh, no, that's it. Um, uh, rest in peace to that lady who almost flew out the plane on a Southwest Airlines flight, too. I mean, that was crazy. Um, you didn't hear about the lady, the Southwest flight where the engine exploded and the window opened the and the lady exploding, almost... But I didn't hear about anybody going out the door. She almost went out the window, and she died of, like, blunt force trauma. So Damn, crazy. Well, I don't know. I hope everybody wasn't enjoying their holiday too yeah. much. That's and not funny. to make a situation. Let's, let's, and let's, not to make a situation, wait, wait, wait. but if you're going to fly anywhere, take Southwest. <laughs> but wait, hold on. I'm going to put my hands up in the air, and then I'm going to try to edit in a much more positive ending. And I'm going to be like, all right, General, you got anything else? Uh, no, I. Hey, happy 420. <laughs> I'll keep both. All right. Good night, everyone. This is sports with a capital F. This is sports. This is capital F.